Hi people. I'm Modoni. I'm Caroline. Diana. I'm Sally. And together we are SOS Dadas. Hi Welcome back to our podcast. It's funny, three months ago when we started this, we didn't think we'd be here. It's no. four months down the line mm-hmm. and we are so grateful to our supporters for all the feedback we are getting. It's just, it's amazing and we welcome you back today. We'll be discussing another touchy topic, mm-hmm. just like love, money matters. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that also makes the world go crazy, it's money. Yes. yes. I think the Bible was right when they said, the love of money is the root of all evil. So money is not bad. It's the love of love money. Of mm-hmm. And I just want us to go around, I mean, and then I'll start with you, Mudoni. What is money to you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> money is the thing I need to buy stuff that I need and want. Mm-hmm. Mm. But has got an uncanny way of just slipping right through my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what I do to keep hold of it. Nice. Yeah, I love the definition, Kyra. <laughs> Similar to Modoni, uh, I would say money is a, is a transactional tool that I use in life on earth to get the basic, to meet my basic needs and also to get luxury items that I want. Mm, okay, I feel like there should be like dictionary. I know. Like the new dictionary should be like, what is money? Precious, yeah? precious. Sally. Money to me is simple. It's a means to an end. Yes. That's it. Simply put. <laughs> stop. Mm. Means to an end. It's how you get what you want. It's just the means. It's like the gari that takes yes. you from point A, a to, to point, point B. B. So you need it to achieve your needs and your wants. But it is not either. It's not what I want. It's just mm. something that will help me get what I want. Yes. So I'm saying yeah. it is the means that you use. Yeah. And Correct. I think, and I think that's the, the underlying theme here because it's it's this channel that allows us to get the things we want mm. and also the things we need, which are basic needs. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's why the Bible is clear that the love of money is root of evil, but money in itself is not evil. And that's why Jesus said, Give to sell to Caesars. Mm, Rudy, yeah. share, please. Miss, like, don't catch me in between all this. Return mm. to Caesars what is Caesars. Mm. Actually, on, on the same, also, as you're saying about the love of money, something that I, I'm reminded is about no matter how anointed you are as a believer, <laughs> you will not go to the shopkeeper and tell them, Praise the Lord, and they give you bread. <laughs> <laughs> Will not give you a free ride no, by just saying rubber. Sh- 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 <laughs> you know, speaking in tongues, we have to rate. use it, mm. and we have. It's something that you cannot. It's not a tea like you can avoid money. Mm. No, Whether you're a believer or non-believer, nope. We all have money, mm. and we have to use it. Exactly. Mm. I mean, picking up on that, Carol. Now that we know money is what we need, what are some of the best? Not not. It, it's a medium for us to have what we need and want. What are some mm. of the best financial decisions you've made in your life? Younger, older, now? Mm, okay, fine. So probably for me, I think the best financial decision I the best financial decisions I've made have come from discipline. Mm-hmm. Discipline or living on a budget. And where I'm able to prioritize in regards to if I'm buying a big ticket item, I will save towards it. Mm-hmm. And I really hate debt. So I really minimize my debt and then ensure that I will save for the big ticket items. So like for me, case in point, when I wanted to buy a car, I saved towards it. Mm-hmm. And also other than that, other than having just savings, 
investing because you see there's a difference between having money in the bank and enriching the bank by the way because they're transacting with your money by lending other people that's true but if you have extra cash every month put it aside and invest and there are very basic things that you can invest on a monthly basis from even um from even uh money in the money market and also mm-hmm. you can do the what are they called these funds the investment funds investment with various funds. insurance yes. companies yeah, that you can do yeah so yeah but with With that in mind, because you sound like you're the stickler of the budget. You know, the one who goes for shopping with the list for... If sugar was 2 kgs, 2 kgs. Even if it was buy two, get one free, she doesn't want it because yeah. the budget didn't allow it. To mess up her budget. How, how then has it been for you? How are you handling your finances as a single person? When you got married, did that change? Other things, you, other things you're learning as a married woman in terms of when you handle finances with another person? How's been that experience? Yeah. Okay, fine. So, um financial yeah my financial decisions have greatly changed in marriage um a friend of mine was telling me that uh, she was told warned not to mm. bring her financial um expertise into her marriage because she's a finance manager mm. and she's very disciplined mm. and her husband is not, not at all disciplined <laughs> so uh, so when we were when i was in when i was courting my husband we were doing this course about uh preparing for marriage And when we did the the part about finances, it needed an exercise where we needed to each create a budget. Mm-hmm. When he created the budget and I created my budget, our budgets were like day and night. Like <laughs> at that time, we're like, "Where's the gun? I need to shoot this man. <laughs> How can he just be thinking about entertainment? You have to entertain you, Carol." <laughs> and I'm like, "So how are we going to save? How are we going to one day own a house? How are we going to?" As in, I was really so paced. Mm-hmm. And for me that was the wake up point in terms of the, the wake up call in terms of hey you're getting married to someone who's very different mm. than you are. Mm. And so with that it was an eye opener in regards to marriage would be different because really I wouldn't marry this person who wasn't doing budgets and expecting snap mm. you're doing a budget. Mm. So for us anyways when we when we're doing courtship we agreed we'd be doing a budget. However, I've learned how to give a bit of flexibility mm. in regards to how we spend mm. um how we spend because if we live by carol's rule of thumb for no entertainment my husband is going to be a really miserable man so to be very honest it goes back to yes you can be very disciplined and you're very focused on getting your family ahead financially but if your spouse is going to be miserable you need to think about how can you compromise mm. and and that's why marriage is a union that should be that the two become one even in financial oneness mm. and i remember even one of the persons taking us through premarital telling us that it's interesting people become one in flesh and you can imagine how it's getting naked in front of someone is hard eh? yeah. but they're not willing to become naked financially mm. in terms of saying to my spouse this is how much i earn this is how much you earn and this is what i did with my money yeah, yeah. so for us i think we made it as the first step when we're getting into marriage to agree there was no carol's money his money mm. it was our money as a family and yeah. our money enables us to achieve family objectives mm. so what we've done which is different is i've found ourselves spending more on entertainment which in my life personally individually mm-hmm. i was not spending as much mm-hmm. but i understand that's important for my husband yeah. and it, it goes back to why am i going to be this person who is being a stickler to spending to the t 
and this person is actually not living life and also it demotivates them in regards to even going to work because yeah. it goes back to for him he loves going to work because uh, going to work he will earn money he'll have money for his family and also he'll have money to help other people mm. so the merging of the two worlds to be very honest it's it's not easy but it requires a lot of transparency between the two spouses mm-hmm. And a lot of open communication. Because also money is a very touchy issue. That's true. And also when you hit a low as a family, the men are usually more affected. Mm. Even when you look at your guy's friends, if you've lost a job, for chicks it's much easier. Yeah. For men it's harder. Because mm. there's this society pressure that men have in regards to providing for their families and even before they are married. Mm. That your status is defined by how much you earn. Mm. So I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all. We just need to be very transparent and even as we are saying that the two shall become one, truly become one by having a lot of transparency about your money issues. Mm. Wow. Could you please tell our audience that book you did and who the author is? Mm. I mean, it could help somebody. Oh, okay, fine. So, yeah, we were doing the... Uh, it's a book that you can find online. It's called Preparing for Marriage by John Piper. Mm. Uh, other than that, when we did the blog, uh, the, 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 the podcast in general about planning, we also actually did a budget template. Yeah, yeah. So for anyone who's struggling around the budgeting area, you can have a look at that template. And, and the beauty about budgets is that it, you're able to project what you need to spend mm. and also you're able to save for your big ticket items yeah. and have a goal towards that and there's a little financial saying that says save before you spend mm. so and that save before you spend is paying yourself because mm. look at it this way you've paid care you paid you you've paid your tithe you have paid your bills what is your payment at the end of the day mm. which you can show for it so that goes back into your savings. Saving, yeah. yeah. And I think what really came out clear for me was when two people come from different backgrounds, their view on money is different. I think Sally, I'd want you to, to tell us how does family background affect people's views on marriage? On money, sorry. On money, what to work on marriage? I'm married. Is this name? Prophetic yes, prophecy. Yes. Abego. Yes. <laughs> All right. My view, my family background view on marriage and generally on money. On money. money. No, I'm prophesying anyway. Yes. On money. <laughs> so on on money. Huh. I'd say we have. I personally have been fortunate to have parents who have understood the language of money and wealth. Because again, when you look at money, you look at it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Whether it can help you get a means to an end, as I said earlier, and also. Money can give, make you comfortable mm-hmm. uh, and money can be used to plant seeds for other things. Mm. So I'll talk about the aspect of how um, financially growing up, I guess, since I can remember, um, I used to be in charge of all the coins in the house. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I used to be the one to go and, okay, I'm, I'm a last born and I have like much, much older siblings. So I was always the small one or cotton coins everywhere. I was not like broke all the time, but like I just was to manage uh, loose change mm. and so from that and I would go and count my parents are both uh, were both entrepreneurs and now they are successful business people um, so I never saw employment as again in my family so again you can look at money as an employee or as an employer mm-hmm. so I, I have always seen people who own their own businesses all my life so again uh, that kind of helped because we're always every dinner table was money was never a no no tab- subject mm-hmm. it was like 
money was a means to an end but then you're always seeing how you can grow your money mm-hmm. so investing saving uh and and creating more money for you is important so mm-hmm. since i was young i we always went through there's something called the the cash flow quadrant it's yeah. a really i i think most of you probably mm-hmm. read it when you're kids by robert kiyosaki and he talks about something called uh the cash flow quadrant so yeah. imagine a window with four window pins mm-hmm. and each quadrant means something mm-hmm. so growing up in my home that quadrant came into life because we always had the aspect of who are you in life are mm-hmm. you going to be an employer are you going to be an employee are you mm-hmm. going to be a business owner mm-hmm. or are you going to be an, an investor? investor so my parents i can say they're in the investor quadrant and for us growing up we were always put we, we never started started at employee but by birth i think we were employees of my parents <laughs> because yeah as picking coins was being an employee mm-hmm. and also um I guess also like helping in strategic plans for our business. So our everyday life was in in line with how the, how we can make more money. So you spend it, you replace it. Mm-hmm. It was spend and replace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it came to planning for um our holidays, like you know, everything like even our social activities. I don't know. We did we had entertainment in our family, but it was <laughs> Carol, but we had we had planned entertainment that was within our means. Mm-hmm. So the richer also we can say the richer we got the more our activities went with our money. Mm-hmm. So it's not that we didn't have holidays when we didn't have money. We had them but based on our means. Mm-hmm. So we lived between our means. So for example, if our holidays were Mombasa, then now they grew to Dubai and the rest later on was because we grew with our money. So we lived within our means. We were not jinimai. We always rewarded ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thank God for my parents so much. Shout out to my parents. They really brought uh, up. And all of us are entrepreneurs, by the way, right mm-hmm. now. So again, also another thing we also had was cash cows we are always and i'll explain what a cash cow is it's not an actual ngombe it's it's cash cow <laughs> means you create an avenue for you to constantly have money with you not having to work, work there full time yeah. mm-hmm. so something that you you know money making money as you sleep yeah that's exactly what we've been i've been brought up in my home to do like um and even in my life like things i'll take to my family like are you when you when you're doing your technical work we're trained you've gone to school mm-hmm. you know you work probably which i did i worked in employment but I always had something I'm selling. I used to sell perfume. Remember back in the mm-hmm. day? I used to sell perfumes. Yeah. I'd sell tea. Something. So it was just... Ukiku, you had a part to play again. Mm-hmm. But it was not the whole thing. I think the concept here is that money should not control you. It should mm. come in as a means to an end, literally. And so your family should be... You should start empowering your kids, your mm. your, your your environment to work for you. Mm. And if it's not working for you, you need to adjust some things. Mm. You need to adjust how you're spending. You need to adjust what you're investing in. As mm. Carol said, you can invest in money markets. You can also invest in other people. Mm. People don't see that as... Cash money is not exactly liquid. It doesn't have to be liquid cash. It can also be investing in something that I would call in-kind. Yeah. Something that is an in-kind of somebody. So, for example, if I know somebody's talented or, you know, I know somebody's an upcoming entrepreneur, I can put some money there. I don't have to be a billionaire to invest in a small business, True. in another SME, That's but I know true. the returns. I can get royalties from that. Mm. They'll always give me a return, you know. So, always calculate it in terms of, again, link everything, money included, mm. to your purpose, to what you love doing, to loving others, to being service of others. It's another f- way of love. Mm. Yeah, I think, and I think then it makes it what like what she said when you link it to your purpose your god given talent it becomes effortless now you're not 
work is not something you dread to do though it might be boring sometimes yeah but it becomes something you delight in and it bears fruit on Mm. your to do and also it's never from a lacking perspective when you look at money when you start looking at money from a scarcity mentality you never will have enough and and it should never be you should not aspire to be like you know i i need to be i need to have a six-figure salary for me in order to call myself rich yeah. Again, money is a means to an end. It's just something that it's paper. Mm. It's it's a printed tender. Oh, do you call it? It's a tender. Mm. Legal tender. Legal tender. Yes. The legal tender. So it does that define you? Are you a legal mm. tender? <laughs> Are you a legal tender? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> with with what Sally is saying, I remember attending um money money wise seminar like two weeks ago, and they said based on our family backgrounds, we need to think about what are the things I'm going to leave. Because also you see, our parents leave are not legacy. angels. No, no, no. Mm. Live like in terms of their bad, bad, bad money habits. I'm going All to right. leave them. Oh. Yeah, them which am I going to leave? That when I'm starting my new life as an adult, mm-hmm. when I'm starting my life in marriage, I'll not carry these bad money bad habits. habits into my marriage. And then what am I going to carry? Yeah. What are the good money management um principles I'm going to carry into my adulthood and all that? Because it goes back to, if you do not separate things in terms of this is what I'm going to leave, this is what I'm going to carry forward. Yeah. And actually it's not just money, it's everything in terms yeah. of our parents' marriage, mm. uh, bringing up children, yeah. everything in life. If you do not separate from that, that's why you have generations and generations of the same family languishing in poverty and going mm. through a lot of the same similar things mm. that you're not able to pick them out because <coughs> someone never sat to analyze them and correct them. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, sorry, just to add on yeah. the aspect of family here, we have many, and basically we are, we are focusing on our parents, right? But your family could also be certain um, authority figures within your community mm, that you have yeah. you have looked Very up true. to be like, oh, these guys are good, they, they, they are financially healthy. Because again, we're looking at money making you financially healthy. Yeah. To the sense that it's not handicapping you, because some people, like, they cannot live without checking their account balance on Mpesa. Mm. What, <laughs> how much is left? Mm. You know, is that going to be, you become a slave to it. Yeah. yeah? But when you find people who are doing stuff right, are you getting mentors? Because it's like today, the whole aspect of being mentored is like, oh, I just want to be mentored when I'm getting married. Mm-hmm. But what about being mentored, how to financially use money? For example, Carol here is like our mentor when it comes to on, on marriage. <laughs> yeah, but then again, we have other mentors who can also take us to another situation where you know even giving to god because again when you look at money in terms of giving to god and that's Mm -hmm. another big topic but like you know in terms of stewardship are you looking at it in money and stewardship are correlated Mm -hmm. like are you giving in order to just or are you spending Mm -hmm. or are you investing Mm -hmm. for your own glory or investing and spending for the continuing of god's work Mm -hmm. in, in his kingdom yeah and i think when you look at it like stewardship then we begin to take it you look at money then as a gift Mm. You don't need control, and then I think uh, my question comes to you, Mudoni. Then, is there any unwise financial decision you've ever made? I don't know, or any any unwise spend or something you regretted, or you're like, or you bought it and then you were like, mm. oh no. I am pretty sure that every woman here has spent money mm-hmm. unwisely <laughs> on something they really did not need to buy. Correct. Or even they've been convinced not to buy like Miss Diana. Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, they're, I mean they're, I'm mean, i sure there are people with pairs of shoes here yes. that they should not have. I know. Triple correct. <laughs> I mean, I don't wear heels and I've got a pair of heels and I'm wondering, mm. really? <laughs> they've never seen the dust. Of the, the they've never seen dust. 
seriously, if you look at the sole of that shoe, yeah. it's so brand new, yeah. I could resell it. Mm-hmm. It's busy being eaten by most. And you wonder, because I bought it and it was, it was expensive. I you mean, were with the, Diana. I was with Diana. And she got, a, no, actually, I think I'm the one who convinced her to buy hers mm-hmm. as well. Oh. It's not even her fault. Oh. It's, I don't know. I just saw her and I thought shoes. Shoes. Oh. So I, I don't wear heels. I don't even like them. But here I am with a pair of beautiful red, red shoes heels. that just yeah. look lovely in my house as a display. That's what mm. the things you go buy, like the whole hey, that's that's the slogan buy one, get one free. <laughs> that one, mm. that is run away, <laughs> run away. Because yeah, the thing is, I've bought and this is funny, Hapik. I, I already had Hapik <laughs> in my house, yeah. and then I went to the supermarket and I saw if you buy something, you get another one in. Mm. So I, I forgot that I had some in the house. I wasn't lucky, but it was just that right in front of my eyes. Buy one, get one. Consumerism. Consumerism. Wow. I went home. Now I have four bottles <laughs> of Hapik, <laughs> which will for the year. Mm. As in, like, yeah. sure, even if as in just ridiculous. Cleaning can you do? You could have spent that money on something. I bought something yeah. on something else. But the thing is, you saw the sale. Mm. You completely forgot what. And I had sure a list. Had. Mm. I had followed, you know, the Carol way. Yeah. I had a shopping list <laughs> and everything. But I went into the supermarket. It was within my eye line. And I left with happy. Mm. I remember Sally once saying that she only goes to the supermarket holding money for what she's going to buy. Yes. Yeah. Which enabled her not she to do impulse buy. <laughs> yes. And then last Saturday, I had an incident where we were, we were going for family function. We mm. stopped over somewhere. It was near a supermarket. We were waiting for some people to come and join us because they didn't know their way. I told my husband, ah, let's go and check out this supermarket. We've never been to eat. Mm. Then we get there and like, you buy me a job of sausage. <laughs> I love food. <laughs> then he's like, uh, my wallet is in the car. See, we go for it. You know him? If he had the wallet, he'd lay it down for me. Yeah. Then I'm like, no, it's okay. Let's just go. But you see, I really didn't need that choma sausage. We're going for lunch at a family mm, person's house. We're going to find food. food. Other than that, Really, what makes you think that when you just enter a supermarket, you must live with something? Yeah, it's just the fact that they're Commun- there. Consumer, it's it just, just that they're there because, like, even when you go shopping, like for clothes, even though if it's in the bend over market mm-hmm. where you're picking they're up things, yeah, yeah. you find a dress for 300 shillings. You try it on, it doesn't even look amazing on you, but you still go home. Yeah. 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 That's ridiculous. Yeah. And I've actually got things in my wardrobe which never ended up in church because yeah. I never wore them. It's true. It's because you're like, oh, I might fit into this. Yeah. You know, please dress the body you have, not the one you're thinking about I in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And if I could add on that, something that has, I don't know if it's a plague or it's a positive thing, but this whole M-Pesa thing of paying, because you know when you have M-Pesa, I guess, I'd put rose in credit cards mm-hmm. and cards that you just swipe you know like you're not actually consciously like exchanging money yeah. yes. what has helped me is that when i go to a shop i want to pay cash mm. and if i don't have it in my hand i won't pay i'm not saying mpesa is bad but i'm just saying like review your mpesa statements nowadays yes. with mpesa or or whichever airtel telecom whatever money uh, mobile money like review your statements because mm. again a good thing about those statements they'll show your track record how you spend mm. money mm. like i find myself buying airtime a thousand a thousand or or whatever then i'm like you know this is actually a thousand kenya shillings not mm. ugandan shillings yeah? mm. alafu it's like it's like very easy for you to spend without because you're not consciously seeing you're getting change as in that a thousand is reducing to 300 yeah. Yeah. you know very true yeah. i checked my statement one time i almost passed out yeah 
for real java food java food because actually what i did was <laughs> i stress it and i'm trying to stop java, that java yeah bad. and also because i think i was just going through i had and i was like ah let's go have lunch let's mm. go have lunch yeah so i was accounting for money because i think i'd mixed my money and my clients money uh, and when i ooh. went through my statements and i saw what i'd paid for i almost shot myself mm. i was like pay cash Mm. Pay cash with bro. Pay cash. Yeah. I think. I mean, I'll give my experience also. I think because um, the day I'll I will never make such a financial decision in my life. <laughs> I walked into Fabguru. Shout out to Fabguru. You have amazing shoes. <laughs> I'm but a witness. I walked into Fabguru. Me. I wore. I think there were almost four, four pairs of like shoes. Five. Four, five yeah. pairs of shoes. <laughs> I removed my card. FYI, just a moment. Here, I will, in, I will just interject that story. My office was nearby. Uh-huh. Dana yes, called me. I went to see the amazing shoes. And trust me, consumerism. I even tried some. They looked fabulous. I was like, it is not in my budget. I was paying rent. This girl was not paying rent. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm paying rent. We don't have three, four, five thousand to spend on a pair of shoes. Dana, I told her, okay, I even helped her. I'm like, Dana, you cannot buy those five pairs of shoes. But Dana bought those shoes. All I five. bought all, all the shoes. Right now, I have none of those shoes. Where? She did, did you sell them? Cards? Because. Huh? Did you sell them? Did I sell them? Yes, I sold. Because I they, were, they were five inches. I had to sell. They were five <laughs> they were inches. Pretty. I mean, I no longer wear that kind of height of shoes. And you see, when I look back now, you see, at that time, you, you know, because you're holding this card, you feel. You know, and then you're like, you're truth be told, I don't wear even heels every day. I only wear heels, honestly, to church on Saturday. Mm. That's when I wear heels. I don't wear heels so unless I'm in a yes. meeting. Imagine. No, but that time you are, it's an employer. And also probably the other facade when you're in employment is, yeah, um, yeah I've swiped 10 Gs. I will have another paycheck at the end, at of, the end the of the month. month. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah. when my employment, please, I used to have sandals every day. So yeah. when I look back now, I'm like, surely, surely, Diana. Was it, was it really necessary? No. And right now, if you gave me that money, surely, my, my business needs to be pumped into money. <laughs> <laughs> but I think God allows you to make certain mistakes in your life so that when you, when you move forward, you're able to, to, to give us advice to other people. And I think that's the one thing, you know, as we make our closing remarks, if I was to give any advice to, to my fellow sisters, younger, older, or even, you know, people in my same age, I would say, just ask yourself, you know, like, if you want to make, if you want to buy something, sleep over it. And mm-hmm. 24 hours, think about it. And then when you evaluate it on your calmer, because you know, when energy is excited, you're like, oh, this, and then you've picked up with dresses, you'd make a different decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if we, if we look at things like that, I remember once I listened to Kamu talk when she talked about um, how she has one bag. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that bag goes out of style. Or not sell I did that bag until it falls apart. She won't, you know, she won't replace it. And that thing was so powerful to me. I'm like, I will have one pair of black shoes. Yeah. Until I'm done wearing that pair of black shoes. It doesn't matter yeah. if you see it with me. And it's every, quality. The quality, quality, quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. So yeah. for me, I'd say anybody listening to us today, pick quality over quantity. Mm. Mudan, what would you tell? Any advice you'd give to somebody about money? Um one, save. <laughs> save. <laughs> to plan. Mm-hmm. plan for what you get because i think what has helped me is that if i'm about to buy something i really look into what is it how is it going to help me yeah mm. yeah especially like when i'm buying my phones mm. like people look at me like madoni your phone is like you bought what mm. how much but how i look at it is that how am i going to use it mm. for how long do i tend to keep it yeah. and then when you finally stop looking 
Mm. Because you find that people find you buy your phone, but then you're still looking, oh, what other new phone is out yeah. there? What other new phone is out there? Yeah. So when you find what you're buying, stop looking for, stop it. Looking for it. But every time you're looking to like, especially when you're making a major purchase, mm. yeah. think about it. Mm. Like take time, mm. plan for it, save for it, mm-hmm. and then get it, and then yeah. stop looking. Stop looking. I like that. I like that. For me, it's more of uh, the, you know, the 30 bob, the 300 bob, the AK here, AK there. Let's remember the Swahili saying that haba na haba hujazaki baba. Mm. So as much as you're spending that 300 bob buying a dress that you did not need, AK on a shoes that you do not need, imagine if you set aside that every month and invest it, mm-hmm. it would take you way forward in regards to your financial goals. And then lastly, do not look for a financially stable man work on being a financially stable woman oh my yeah. drop my sour i love that hey. i love that no, I really to that. To because <laughs> i mean i know i don't want to add but because it's like you're 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 depending on prosperity on somebody else yeah, yeah. which is actually then you're being lazy you're being lazy yeah, yeah i like that sally yeah. any advice you'd give wow yeah i'm still i'm still lingering on carol <laughs> i hey, know drop my drop my i think i'd say never be controlled by three main things your past, money, and people. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at money, don't look at it from a sense of lacking or missed opportunities mm. or I should be here in terms of age, in terms mm. of status. Mm. Like money is a means to the end. Mm-hmm. So don't be controlled by money because money was put there. First of all, we look at money and its motive. Always look at the motive of why you're spending. Yeah. And then spend it in a way like, uh, my father is rich. I have mm-hmm. a rich father, by the way. Mm-hmm. You all do, by the way. Mm-hmm. And that father is up in heaven. Mm-hmm. And that father is very capable of giving you... Who is your provider? You see, when you look at money as, because I have it in my hand, this is the money I have. Yeah. I can say, I'm going to be a billionaire, which I am going to be, mm-hmm. if it's God's will. Mm-hmm. But essentially, don't live your life in a form of lacking with money. Mm-hmm. Always feel, live in and tap into the aspect of abundance in money. Mm-hmm. And then invest it in order for it to grow. Because mm-hmm. what you don't water shall not grow. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. We're not done with this topic. We have a part two series coming up and we just want you to ask us questions, you know, write on our social media, Facebook, Instagram. Our handle is SOS Dadas. And we want to thank you so much for the feedback we've been getting. Shout out to our producer, Billy. Thank you so much for the time and the space you've given unto us. And until next time. Bye. Bye.